Hello once more, Rabbi. Hello, Joe. And hello, Katie, and thank you for sticking with us as we explore your original question uh, uh, about, you know, good things happening to bad people and where is God's hand in all of this. Uh, I think, first of all, we have to accept, I think what we, to recap for everybody, we, first of all, and the easiest one is we accept the existence of a God, a divine power, uh, only because otherwise, who are we talking about here? Uh, but then religion and people's actions and motivations have come into play and how different religions have different interpretations of suffering. And Rabbi, that leads us to the, to the point that we've been discussing so far. And uh, Katie, if you have any, anything to add to that, feel free. Is there some way that we can gauge in Judaism, in any religion, what is it that God wants us to do? As I mentioned before, we have the 613 commandments. We have the 10 utterances, the 10 commandments. We have the Sermon on the Mount. We have Gandhi. We have Muhammad. We have the Buddha. There's a, God revealed what he sees as the best way for all of humankind. He revealed it. Now it's up to us to actually do what was revealed to us. And the problem is ego and many individuals use the religious teachings for their own ends, for their own happiness. And sometimes we think they represent the religion. Every religion on the planet, every religion in the universe has a way to deal with things that happen to us. Some of the things are really horrendous. Some of the things are life. People die, people get sick. So that's more life events. But then we have human beings doing horrendous things to other human beings, doing things to children, doing things to adults, the kidnappings we read about in the news, the one just going on where they just released the last people that they had kidnapped. And the, this group continues to kidnap people. And so we have two distinct classes, divisions. It's the cycle of life and events that happen because we're living. And then there are the things that happen to us because other people choose to do bad or evil rather than choosing to do good to other people. So now we label that as suffering and that every religion has a way for us to deal with when things happen. And I'm going to offer us a criteria, a system to tell if it's good or bad. Nothing to do with one religion. If the process you go through allows you to lead a reasonably happy life, what does reasonably happy mean? Some days you're sad, some days you're happy, some days you're the windshield, some days you're the bug. Uh, so and you, you gainfully employed and you get joy out of the sun rising over the Atlantic Ocean. You get all kinds of neat things and other days it doesn't bring you pleasure. That's a reasonably happy. If the, the system that your religion has, that's the outcome, then they're doing it. If the religion has a system where you feel worse, where you feel guilty, where you feel bad, where you feel sad, where 
you turn to drugs and alcohol, self-medication, you turn to behaviors that are self-destructive, then it's not the religion that's bad. It's the process as presented to you was warped. The process as presented is not the, the religion. It's what individuals do to the good teachings. So I would let that stand that we have these two divisions, life events that cause unhappiness, or let's say suffering, and then individuals through their actions cause pain, hurt, and suffering. And we need strategies to deal with each of them. And every religion will have a strategy. And I've watched it happen. And it's not, we don't, can't say that one religion better, one worse. And this indeed is God, because God is providing us with the guidance. He's providing us with people who can help us. The problem being, we would really like a direct intervention. The universe does not operate that way. Six million Jews prayed and they were gassed. 12 million Soviet citizens were murdered, massacred. They prayed. So when we look at the world, God does not operate by playing favorites and saying, oh, I like these people. I don't like these people. God does. I'm asking us to look out my window. How does the world work? God doesn't work that way. God works by presenting us with his teachings and saying, you have them now. You have a choice. Are you going to follow them? You're going to teach them. And every religion has dealt with that successfully and done a nice job. And every religion has had individuals that presented it in a way that didn't lead to a good outcome. So that's where I would, I would leave it in the two, two categories. And it, the idea that I want God to intervene is what I want. It's not how the world operates. And the sooner I accept what is, the happier I'll be, because then I can deal with and find individuals that can help me get through what, what's being presented, whether it's uh, life or whether it's one human being to another human being. I don't know, does, does that work for the two of you? What do you think? That makes sense to me. Um, you're saying each religion has their own unique strategy. Can you tell me about the, the Jewish strategy? Yes, the do Jewish strategy is to accept what is, and then this is what Job taught us, and then to look inside and say, how am I handling it? Am I using choices that are more destructive? Is my behavior destructive as a reaction? Then I need someone to counsel, someone to help. We have therapists, we have psychiatrists, we have rabbis, we have priests, we have ministers, we have a number of individuals who can help us go through this process of looking at our response to what happened. Uh, I had the privilege many years ago to work with Edie, her last name escapes me. She was forced to dance with Dr. Mengele, entertain him. And she tells her story, the most horrendous in terms of what happened to her and what she watched. And from my conversations, she taught me that one can deal with anything if one admits what happened and then deals with it. 
She said, that's a starting point, not blaming God, not blaming ritual, not pointing any fingers, but rather saying, I went through this horrendous experience of entertaining Dr. Mengele. I lived through it and I'm now successful. I have a happy life. How did I do it? By having a therapist, by uh, doing different activities, but all the time acknowledging it wasn't my fault and it wasn't anyone's fault. I went through something. And that's what I'm, I'm talking about here is we wanna seek individuals who will help us get through the event that has happened to us and then lead a reasonably happy life. Well, I know you always help me get through life a little bit at a time sometimes, and our conversations help a lot. Katie, do you think we've gotten anywhere with your question? I think so. I think it'll take a while for me to um, internalize it, having been raised with very different views around me, but. Well, that's what I have found is always the way it is with the rabbi. It takes a while to absorb his wisdom, but eventually it gets there. Eventually. Um, I would leave us with this litmus test. Has whatever you've been doing worked for you? How whatever you were taught, whatever people said to you, whatever beliefs were, were given you, are you reasonably happy or not? If you're not reasonably happy, then they're not working. And we don't have to judge the beliefs in any other way than they don't help me lead a better life, a happier life. So I wanna, I wanna start exploring something that will let me lead a reasonably happy life. There's a really very simple litmus test. Does it work? Is it working? And that's what I would leave us with. Let's take a look at our own lives, our, our strategies for dealing with whatever it is, leading to a happier life, or are we more miserable? Well, thank you again, Rabbi. And thank you, Katie, for sharing your thoughts with us. It's been most illuminating. Thank you both.